0: Welcome to RLA's message of the week. We hope you enjoyed today's message on the attitude of Easter by Pastor Rene Molina. So um, today I want to, we're going to pause the the series we've been covering about how to live a meaningful life. And um, obviously we're going to pause it because it's Easter today. And today I want to talk about the attitude of Easter. That's what I want to talk about today, the attitude of Easter. So with that being said, let's pray and let's dive right into the message. God, thank you for everything. Thank you for what you're doing. I ask that you may speak to us today, God. Uh, like, Je- like what Jeff was saying during the ministry time, God, if there's anyone battling with disappointment with anything that, like, uh, like what Jesus experienced on that day he was crucified and so unjustly hurt and tortured, I ask God that you may sh- uh, just comfort them, hug them, and um, comfort them in a way that only you know how. So God, I ask that you may speak to us. In your name we pray, amen. Tell the person next to you, it's all about your attitude. And and tell them again, watch that attitude. Exactly. Your attitude, your attitude. You guys liked that day. You guys were screaming. My goodness, like, you guys were screaming at each other. I saw somebody, like, even make their face, like, it was crazy. I know, it's the lion face. There we go, it's the lion face. But your attitude determines your journey. Your attitude determines your journey. Your attitude into a season, your attitude into marriage, your attitude into single life, your attitude into work, your attitude into a class, your attitude into a show, into a movie, will determine... Your journey, your attitude is everything. It determines if you're going to like it or not, right? Yeah. I know there's some people that they have, like, a bad attitude for everything. And so when they start, like, watching a show, it's like, oh, man. And then when the show ends, it's like, I hated it. It's like, well, how are you going to like it if you're, you started off, like, so bitter about it, you know? Because your attitude determines your journey. And how you honor someone and how you honor something determines what you're going to get from it. So in your life, if you don't honor your life, if you don't have good expectations for your life, you're not going to get much out of it. Can I say that again? If you have this attitude that you're not going to get much out of your life, you're not going to get much. If you come to service with an attitude that is like, you know, I guess, you're not going to get much. You know what I mean? Because your attitude determines your journey. It it, depends, everything depends on your attitude, how you enter it. And so what I want to tell you today is that, Renee, how are you going to tie this in? Is how what I want to tell you today is that before God changes your behavior, He wants to change your mentality and your attitude. I remember, uh, uh Kaylee and I, when we were getting ready for marriage, people try to like bitter our, our, our marriage, like, Oh, you're gonna get married? Oh man, poor you! Oh, you know, like, Oh my gosh, oh, why? Why are you gonna get married? And, and they try to make that attitude, like, they try to defeat you before you even start, you know? But people that talk bad about, a mar- about marriage is because they're talking out of their misery. But people that have happily amazing marriages, they're, they're excited when they hear someone's going to get married. Because your attitude, it, it just depends so much on your attitude, And so what I want to tell you today is that Jesus' resurrection and Jesus' life following him changes your attitude about life. It gives you an attitude of joy. God's life gives you an attitude of joy. Despite having fear, you have this attitude of joy. Despite having troubles, you still have this attitude of joy. So God, he's not like, well, let me try to make you a better person. No, no, no. God's like, let me change your attitude. Let me change your mentality. Let me give you some joy before you even start your journey. And so that's what I want to talk about today is that God, he wants to give you an attitude of joy. Say with me an attitude of joy. The attitude of Easter, the attitude of god's life, the attitude of of Jesus coming back to life it's an it's to give us an attitude of joy so what is Easter Easter is it, it's like the anniversary of winning like the super Bowl you know or it's like the anniversary of of winning the world cup At the uh, Easter is like the anniversary of God winning and try uh, and and just Overcoming death. Over, can, we put, can we put it back again? It's just a beautiful painting. Um, it's a, it, it, it just this, it, it defeated anything that, uh, that is against life. Anything that has to do with ugliness. Jesus defeated. It's the anniversary of the biggest championship win in history. It's the celebration of Jesus actually doing what no one else, what no other leader has been able to do. So that's Easter. And so in the resurrection scene, I want to focus on one phrase. If you uh, open your Bible to Matthew, I want to focus on this phrase. And if you have it, like, written out or if you could highlight it, I want you to highlight it. Matthew chapter 28, verse 1 through 8. Matthew 28, verse 1 through 8. So remember, in this resurrection scene, I want to focus on a phrase. Ooh, and I'm excited to go in on this. On this, it's like a beautiful like hole that we're gonna go into. It. I'm just excited to like lead you guys, be the guide through that little portal. You know, <laughs> Matthew 28. Here we go. So after the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, A.K.A. Sunday, Mary Mag- Magdalene and the other Mary, so Mary and Mary, went to look at the tomb. There's people, I feel like there's people in our lives that they kind of have to remind us, like, like God said that you were going to do X, Y, and Z. Like, we need people like that. Anyways, that's another message. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go and quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. And here's our phrase. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy. And ran to tell the disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them, greetings. Imagine, like, ooh, snap, this is the guy that was dead. He said, they came to him, clap, collapsed his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. That's right. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Wow. Afraid yet filled with joy. That's the phrase I want to focus on today. Why were the ladies afraid? These ladies were afraid. Why were they afraid? I want to tell you the three reasons why they were afraid real quick. Because one, encountering God's realm could be kind of scary. You know, it's like, ooh, it's kind of intimidating, you know, and it's kind of like what C.S. Lewis once said about little kids uh, playing cops and robbers at home, and they're playing, and then all of a sudden, a real robber comes into the house, and it's like, oh, my gosh. He says that's how it is when we realize uh, uh, that God's life and realm is real, and so it could be kind of intimidating <laughs> to be like, oh, snap, like or like a dream that comes true. It's like, gosh, like, God, you're you're real. It's kind of like... It's, it's, some, it's, it's that scary, kind of like, a, like a, a, a person afraid of heights being on a skyscraper. That's kind of like how, what, how it feels sometimes when God shows us how big he is and how small we are. It's like, oh, my gosh, you know, it's, it could be scary. The second reason why the women were afraid were because of women's place in society. Women's, I don't know if you knew this, but the testimony of women counted very little in ancient court hist- uh, in court system, sounds like maybe things, some things haven't changed. You know, women back in the day, their testimony to something wasn't reliable. They're like, we need a man to come and confirm it. You know, that's how it was, and so you could imagine, like these women were like, oh my gosh, we're like the only witnesses here. You know, and my gosh, and people aren't re- aren't really gonna believe us. And one historian, he says this. He says, Can we put it on the screen? He says, The witness of women was considered unreliable in that culture. Yet Jesus goes against the culture by revealing himself to the women and telling them to bear his message to other disciples. So Jesus, uh, (laughs) there we go. So Jesus, um, he was, let's read it again. The witness of women was considered unreliable in that culture. Yet Jesus goes against the culture by revealing himself to the women and telling them to bear his message to the other disciples, men. This detail is definitely not one that ancient Christians would have made up because it did not appeal to their culture. In other words, these women were terrified because they're like, no, no one's going to believe us. And the third reason why they were so afraid were because of what the authorities and people might say. You got to keep in mind, Jesus' death caused so much drama. So much drama. It was crazy. The city was in uproar. It was insane. I have, I have some, some of the drama here. Ju, uh, um, in the day of his death, Judas hung himself. A murderer was released, caused tension between the governor and the emperor. The powerful uh, were forced, forced an immigrant from Africa to carry Jesus' beam. The earth shook, the rocks split, the tombs broke open, dead people came back to life and were showing up in front of other people. This was huge. And only two women had the news, had the breaking story. They were terrified yet filled with joy. I want to tell you today that maybe you have this massive fear in your life. I don't know what fear you have. I don't know if it's fear of the future. I don't know if it's fear of the present. I don't know if it's a financial fear. I don't know if it's a job fear. I don't know exactly what kind of fear you might be wrestling with. But I want to tell you that God, if you follow God, your attitude isn't going to be fear. Your attitude is going to be joy. And that's what I want to tell you today is that you are called to face fear with joy. Are you guys with me? You are called to live facing fear with joy. Facing fear with joy. Now, what is fear? What is fear? Fear is the panic, is is the panic, uh, panic flight. Also, it means the product of an intimidating and alarming force. It means severe distress about something that's coming to you. That's fear. Can we put the the next? uh... It's a fear that we are facing fear with joy. What have you been afraid of lately? What have you been afraid of? These women were afraid, yet they were filled with joy. I was trying to be sensitive to what, what might be people str- be struggling with right now. And I have here, some of you are fearing the future. Some of you are so afraid of the future, and your attitude in life is based on that fear of the future, based on that fear of what if you don't succeed. Some of you are fearing the health of your loved ones, and that is the attitude that you're facing your whole life. Some of you are fearing that you won't make it financially, and that is the attitude you're embracing life with. Some of you are being afraid of being misunderstood. Can I tell you something? It's okay if strangers misunderstand you. Just make sure the closest people understand you. Does that make sense? Because some, many of the times we're like panicking about trying to clarify how people view us. Like stop it. As long as the closest people around you, they understand you, that, then you're, you should be the happiest person alive. You guys, you guys following me? Like, like some people are panicking. Their attitude in life is trying to prove other people wrong. Like you can't be living like that. That's a very destructive way to live. Some are afraid of failing. And it's interesting because these women are the best example of bravery and facing fear. Where were the disciples during this time? They were hiding. (laughs) They were so afraid. How were the guards, the Roman soldiers? These dudes are Roman soldiers. They're like, they're supposed to be top-notch, like Navy SEAL status, right? How were they? Anybody? Remember what we read? They were so afraid they looked like dead men. (laughs) And who were the ones that were willing to stay there despite their fear? The women. The women. These women were, are a great example of bravery. Because as it's popularly known, bravery is not a lack of fear. Bravery is moving forward despite fear. And can I ask you, what's the secret to Bravery. I'm going to start landing the plane. What's the secret to bravery? Joy. The secret to bravery is joy. The secret to moving forward despite your fears is joy. The secret to, to, to facing your fears. I don't know, what, what what have you been fearing lately? I really would like for you to have that in your mind right now. What have you been fearing lately? The way you're going to move forward in life is through joy. Easter is all about joy tell the person next to you no need to fear anymore don't fear a future future. that's right (laughs) the secret to bravery is joy and what is joy joy is not a feeling joy is a choice Joy is a quality that you get when you move forward, even if you're afraid. You know what joy says? Joy says, no matter what happens, I know God's got this. No matter what happens, I know God's going to redeem anything. Joy, you know what joy says? Joy says, no matter what happens, God's got this. No matter what happens, God's going to get me through this. No matter if it, how ugly it gets, no matter the ruins that I may surround myself, God's got this. Joy and peace are identical twins. Wherever joy is, there peace is. And so I want to tell you today that Easter is all about moving forward with joy. Easter is moving forward despite your fear. That's what Easter is about. That's the attitude that God wants to ingrain in us. It's to not live in fear anymore. It's like these women, afraid yet filled with joy. I, I, I I wrote down here, it's knowing that no matter what, God can make something out of nothing. That's what joy says. Joy says, you know how ugly our situation right now, family You know how ugly our finances are right now? Joy says, no matter what, I know God can make something out of nothing. You know how hard that addiction is that I have right now? That ruin that I have that I inherited because of my parents? I know God can make something out of nothing. Can I tell you something? There's a certain point in time that you need to stop blaming your pasts. There's a certain point in your time that you need to own up. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, it was terrible. But now I'm responsible on what the um, on the mess that I've inherited. It's many of the time, it's my past, man. It's my past. It's like you're you're 35 and you're still blaming your past. Like, come on now. Like, there's a certain time where it's like, yeah, it was messed up, it was terrible. What they did to me. But now I got to own up to it because one day God's going to ask what I did with the hand that I was dealt. You guys following me? And that's why you got to make that change on that attitude and being like, you know what? Yeah, I used to live by fear. But now because of what God has done, I'm going to live through joy. I'm going to be afraid yet filled with joy. And something I want to close with. It says they were filled with joy, right? I, I th- That's kind of a bad translation to the original word. The original word means great, as in size, not in like liquid, or like filling, but it means great. What that means, in other words, was no matter how big your fear is, you need to know that when you trust God, your joy is going to be greater. Does that make sense? So if your fear is big, your trust in God needs to be greater. And if you're not filled or you don't have great joy, it's going to be tough to move forward in life. Because God, his resurrection, his life, following his example, is going to, even though you might have fear, is going to fill you with joy. Because that's the attitude God wants us to have, joy. On behalf of our pastors and team, we want to thank you for listening to this week's message. RLA is a biblical grassroots church located in South Los Angeles. We are a community who is here to restore the hurting, anxious, and those discouraged by religion. We hope you tune in next week.